You're listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, and this is episode 52. I'm Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Tricia Schmalhofer. Have you ever struggled with listening to your intuition? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, as well as self-care strategies and creativity. Tricia is so good, and every time we get together, I'm in awe and beyond inspired. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. My guest this episode is a return guest. She was, in fact, my very first guest on the podcast, and that episode was released a little over a year ago on February the 8th, 2020. Tricia Schmalhofer is a whisperer of the body, alchemist of the soul, and channel for divine wisdom. She believes the best possible way to heal on all levels and assist you in finding your true path is by blending science and spirit with modern and ancient techniques. She is an integrative therapist, Amazon number one best-selling author, retreat and workshop teacher, and inspirational speaker. Tricia, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you. I'm excited too. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation. I want to talk about self-care. I want to talk about, you know, your BAM Community Center. But let's start off with what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you specifically in regards to 2020 and opening BAM Community Center? Mm, Yes, the seasons of life. I love that name because that's what it's like. We are riding cycles, riding waves of cycles and uh, potentiality and influence. And 2020, there were quite a few waves of change uh, that affected us as individuals, as communities, as a country, as a planet. And so for me specifically, I understood through my spiritual practices and listening that I'd have to adapt in 2020. And my word for the year was sustainability. Uh, I pick it at the beginning of the year and gosh, if I would, it's like I had foresight that I would need to sustain through 2020. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, adapt. And I my primary career and where I get my money is through hands-on therapy. 2020, pandemic, isolate, quarantine, um, I had to adapt. And luckily, I have several other avenues that I can do things. You know, I'm also a podcast host. I do spiritual work, and I can do remote and virtual healings. Uh, I do card readings. I do soul realignment. I do all kinds of things I can do virtually. So I had to adapt and, and shift. Opening the center, though, in July of 2020, I signed a lease for a community center in the midst of a pandemic. And my thinking brain said, no, 
what are you doing? We can't even meet in person. Even if you have a virtual component, are you, are you going to be able to pay the rent here? And then my other side of the brain or my more balanced brain said, the whispers of spirit said, yes, this is exactly what people need because when this is done, we're going to crave community. We're going to crave connection in person. And so I did it. I signed the lease. I have a wonderful group of providers and people that come to the classes and participate and listen to the podcast and um, are engaged, come to the events. And so it's ended up being a blessing. 2020 had so many layers to it, but it came out as a blessing in the end. And I love that about sustainability and adaptability. Now, I think my word last year was visibility because I, I also picked that at the beginning of the year. So it's, it's interesting how 2020 has played out for, for all of us. And I love your center. And can you talk a little bit about the, the community center and the classes that are offered? Oh, yeah. We have a lot of metaphysical stuff because a lot of us are spiritual people. We're badasses, alchemists, mystics. That's what BAM stands for. I hope I can say that on your show. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, but that's in all areas of life. I mean, I, it could be police officers. It could be people that do like adventure stuff, you know, out camping and bicycling. But it also is people that do spiritual readings. We have therapists, we have coaches, we have yoga teachers, Tai Chi and Qigong teachers. I do craniosacral. I do, you know, all the stuff I already said, like spiritual readings and stuff like that. So sound therapists. Um, we talked about having Death Cafe there. We do recovery meetings there. So we're always looking for badasses, alchemists, mystics that have something to share with people. And we have the in-person community. And then we have, um, we do have a virtual presence and we're exploring making that bigger, like a platform where people can come and learn that way. We also have sewing circles. We have witchy meetups. We just started a mediumship meetup, um, uh, game night, you know, things like that. A, a nice spectrum of personal growth opportunities for people. Yeah, and I love the variety that you've got, whether it's the sewing circle or your witchy meetups or, or whatever. It's just that wide spectrum that you're offering the community. Yeah. Great job, Trisha. Thank you. I'm so proud of what's what's evolving it's always evolving right we have these projects that we create like a baby you know we birth these projects and we allow it to grow and unfold and and then get feedback like what do we want more of what do we what's not working you know maybe we'll try that again in a couple months but it's variety we're we're multidimensional people beings and we we don't just like to do one thing you know, we like to try different things and see what resonates to us. I'm, you know, you might not thinking, 
think about taking like a firearms training class through BAM, but we have BAM members that do that. Or on other side, like a lucid dreaming is a class that we're trying to get in there. Like people might say, you know what? I always wanted to try that. What is that? So yeah, a variety because we're always growing and changing just like BAM community is. We all are as individuals as well. And for myself, I know, you know, I consider myself a multi-passionate person mm-hmm. that likes to try a lot of different things. So exactly. Yeah. I, you don't you don't know if you like something until you try it. Exactly. You know, let's take the podcast, for example. You and I both are podcast hosts. You know, until you do one, you have this vision of it, of what it may be like. But when, when you're down doing the nitty gritty, then you really realize what it's all about. That's right. When you have to stay up till midnight or 2 a.m. trying to figure out technology or how to edit this or which is the best microphone or camera or, you know, it's, it's, and then you're, yeah, it's just, you have to, that passion has to, to has to sustain through all of that. And then you'll know, you get to a point, I just took a little break and I got to a point, I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? Is it still fulfilling me? Am I still happy? Am I still passionate about this? And I realized, yes, but I wanted to make some changes based on my experiences with it. And then I did and I started doing more things. And then that little spark comes back, that fire starts building to get you through all the little mundane little things that you're like, oh, only because I love this am I doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I I totally agree with you. So Tricia, what has been the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and why did it surprise you? Yes. The biggest surprise for me, because 2020 went okay for me, it, it was okay. Like I rode those waves, right? Um, had a lot of successes and growth and and, and expansion and integration. But the turn of the year, uh, the end of 2020 going into 2021, I always have a little bit of a, it's always affects me, the the changes, those, those big markers. But this year I had a big one and it was very influential. I was surprised because uh, I went into some shadow parts. I went into some uh, some loss and grief patterns and some depression. Um, I had a journal that got washed away, you know, with like three years worth of deep secrets and processes. Just the ocean just took it. And I, it was a symbol that, that the ocean taking that journal was a symbol of years of loss. Um, I really got into some deep work, deep cell stuff, you know what I mean? And let it go. I, I know enough about doing shadow work or when I feel things like this in the big changes that I got to go through it. I have to feel it. I have to remember my resources and reach out for them uh, to help me get through it, little beacons of light to get through it, but I got to go through the yucky stuff so I can become aware of it, so I can have some resolution, so I can have some integration, and then ultimately become more whole, you know, uh, W-H-O-L-E, whole, right? 
Yeah. Uh, so that was surprising. That was surprising because I had such an okay 2020 and I'm like, what? This is all hitting me now. And it's okay. It's I came out of it a, a better person, more integrated, more whole and more aware of who I am. And you know, Trisha, we've heard this in so many different ways. You have to feel it to heal it. And I think uh, sitting yes. with with that is is the way to actually get through um, those different points in our lives. For sure. And and to honor that inner healer. We all have an inner healer. To continue to access that and 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 communicate with that. But that some days when you're in it, you just have to stay home in a ball on your bed and cry. Maybe listen to music. Maybe get a book. Then there's times where it's like, in order to move through it, you got to reach out to a friend that maybe is um, objective, that's you know not going to try to save you. They understand that you just need someone to listen and hold space and maybe witness a little bit. And then you might like retreat again and it's the waves, right? It's all wavelengths. And then maybe go sit outside under a tree for a couple hours, take a nap, follow that inner guidance as you move through it. And you can't go wrong. That inner healer is going to lead you into healing, which is the whole point of it. Exactly. And Trisha, you are the second person today to mention going out in nature, Mm-hmm. And I and I'm I'm thinking, okay, for me to hear this twice, just this morning, that there is something I need to be doing out in nature. Yes, and maybe if I can, and I was just going to say, I was I was just going to say, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. And you know, maybe if that's just going out right this, you know, after we're done in the backyard where I have this incredibly beautiful oak tree. I mean, that's the reason I bought the house, you know, it was because of that oak tree and just go out there and, and sit under that beautiful tree. Mm. You know, I'm so glad you brought up, well, I guess I brought up nature. I'm so glad you're, you're spending time on it because, uh, with BAM community, we have a balance in nature retreat that we do every other month. And, why we like to do things outside is uh, because we feel better. We get connected out there. Um, we can contemplate and observe and then process and take in air, you know, oxygen and sun. It's There's so much research now that the longer you spend outside, the more change it does in your physical body and your mind. Actual physiological changes happen within 10 minutes of being outside. Then the longer you're out there, it gets deeper and deeper into DNA changing. And it's um, nature is a powerful healer, but it also needs us because we are part of it. And so going out there and sin- sitting under your oak tree, because that tree is one of the reasons you bought that house, I guarantee that oak tree loves you just as much as you love it. So yes, go sit in it. I was going to ask you, what keeps you up at night and what do you wish you had known 10 years ago? Hmm. Not much keeps me up at night. I sleep pretty well. I 
once I go to bed, I'm in bed. I mean, occasionally I'll have some insomnia. I mean, I think everyone does. If you have, if I have a lot on my mind, I might, you know, wake up a few times, but that's rare. So I try to, I try to do like a daily kind of detox um, where I kind of dump my mind. I might sage my body or my house or go sit outside and just breathe and let go of what's not mine and what's not serving me. And I honestly think that's probably why I sleep so well. And I thank goodness because sleep is when everything heals and regenerates. So that that is a priority in self-care is to make sure sleep is... Uh, almost a ritual in some ways, uh, because it's a sacred time where, where a lot happens. And I don't think we even know yet scientifically what all happens when we sleep. And your second part of your question was, can you repeat it? Yeah. What do you wish you had known 10 years ago? Oh, yes. Yes. 10 years ago. Huh. I think what I... 10 years ago, what I wish I knew is how important creativity is, like outlets of creative energy, art, music, dance, things where both sides of your brain communicate in balance. And I think, you know, I am a seeker of knowledge. I love reading. I love researching. I love you know, all of that, the, the seeking of knowledge. I love that. I love school. I'm an, I'm an academic person. I just, I love that. I was always a good student. But the other side of the brain, the right lobe, is about patterns and art and, and colors and motions. And I have that too. But I would love for that to expand a little bit. And I think I make time for that now. Like I have little creative centers in my house where I might have like an art project and not, not a kind of art project where I have to draw it exactly like it is in that kind of pattern and formula, right? Because I'm good at that. But an art project where it's just creation, it's experimenting with color. It might be more like um, interpretive or, you know, it's, it's different and it doesn't come naturally to me. So I wish I would have known that back then that making time for just spontaneous creation is so important to having a healthy brain and to be a more whole balanced person. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned about creativity and self-care because I, I did want to go into the self-care deeper and how self-care benefits us. And you gave a perfect example right there with the creativity and being more balanced. Can we talk about a few other self-care strategies Definitely. So important. I mean, self-care is all about balance. We're trying to keep ourselves in balance so we can ride these waves, you know, that are hitting us of life and um, our internal waves. But that and self-awareness, like 
which I mentioned a little bit earlier, like being aware of what you need. And that changes. It changes for me. Some of them are solid. Like I have a morning routine now. And I think this is a big part of self-care for me that's changed things is my morning time is sacred. I have certain things that I've committed to for my self-care in every aspect, mind, body, spirit, and emotional. That's a no negotiable. I will make time for that. Um, it's some kind of movement. It could be a Tai Chi form. It could be dance. It could be some Qigong. It could be walking around my property gardening. Um, I do 80s aerobics. I grew up in the 70s and 80s when aerobics was big. I have someone that wants me to start doing that for BAM, like a meetup for, do, we're just going to do 80s aerobics together, right? It makes me happy. It reminds me of my, my childhood. I did that with my mom. We went to aerobics class. So, but something, some kind of movement. I do some kind of mind, a, a meditation or a shamanic journeying. I do a mind dump. Uh, I write, just write out what's in my head. And then um, for spirit, I have some quiet time. I contemplate. I look out my window in nature. I go out and I communicate. And something always happens. I, some, some little sign or message comes. I have my cat beside me walking around with me. It's just become part of a self-care ritual. And I think the other thing with self-care... Uh, we talked about nature. That's definitely a big part of it. But also developing your inner discernment, like what is yes to you and what is no. And part of self-care for me is constantly honing in on that because it's a guiding post and it can even, you can make inquiries about anything about what's the best decision for this. Is this the in my best interest? Yes or no? Is, uh, should I take that Pilates class? Is that the best thing for my body right now? Yes or no? If you're trying to heal, having that inner discernment is, should I go to this doctor? Should I take this supplement? It's, developing that yes or no is of one of the most important tools for everything, but definitely for self-care. So Tricia, that inner discernment, because I love that, by the way, is that is that also working with our intuition? Is, is inner discernment another way of saying intuition? Yes, for sure. I, I think it's the in my experience and what I'm starting to teach my spiritual coaching clients is that that is probably the most basic of the intuitive gifts is that inner discernment. And, and through that, how you receive a yes or no, how that impression, that intuitive impression hits your body is a psychic gift. So for instance, your inner yes, or might be someone's inner yes might be, they see a color. Another person's yes might be, they feel a flow of energy in their body that goes upward. For another person, they might hear yes. They might actually hear yes, or they might hear a song that gives them a yes feeling, right? There's so many 
ways. No might feel like a different color or a different feeling in the body and different visual representations. So just starting at that core and then allowing that to grow and expand. Yes, that is intuition. That's the core of, of intuition. And I, and I think it's also coming to understand when it's the intuition, the inner discernment versus the ego as well, because I know, I know when I'm, when I've got a hard no, I can't sleep mm-hmm. and I'm a good sleeper, mm-hmm. but you know, I can feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And that is, so a teacher told me this once and it really hit home. When it's ego, it's usually forceful. It usually has stress behind it, a sense of urgency, uh, a back and forth, an energy that's just churning around. Or even if you're a clairaudient or can hear, it's like, no, you know, it's where if it's intuition, it's generally softer. It's nudging you. It's flowing. It's not, it's kind of like, uh, I think I'm explaining it. Uh, well enough, but it definitely is different. And yes, our ego mind's always chattering, do, 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 always. And it's, we talked about self-awareness. I mentioned that it's being aware of the sound and feel of that voice of knowing, oh yeah, that's just my ego trying to protect me because the way I've done it for all of these years has kept me alive. And that's what the ego wants to keep you alive. That is the goal of ego. Okay. And so Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it, that's its job. You don't want to kill it. You don't want to cut it off. There's some philosophies, oh yeah, okay. No, that's that voice that is there to protect you. It's just becoming aware of that's what it's doing. And it's almost like a child, like, I hear you, but just shh for now, you know, go over there, go keep busy over there. And then it's becoming self-aware and discerning what voice is what. Because we're multidimensional beings. There's lots of parts to us. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, who have been the most influential people in your life? Do you have like two or three people that you could off the top of your head go, oh, yes, these people are influential to me? Yes. I think my parents, my mom and dad would be the top one and two because they're the first relationships I had, you know? Um, I was created inside of my mother, you know? that You can't get more intimate than that. And I shared an energy field with this woman. You know, she created me. So she is probably number one, influential, um, just because... Yeah. And dad number two, because growing up, that is our model of man and woman. You know, that's how we learn everything. And my siblings, yes, my siblings, my brother and sister, I'll just kind of lump those together with mom and dad. That's those all were influential and takes a lot of work to maintain and navigate through those relationships because we've been through everything together. Lots of pain and joy, you know. The third one is actually was influence was influential in, because 
of some not so nice reasons. It was a mentor that I had for over 10 years that I respected and loved uh, and then ended up being abusive as the years went on. So I have learned so much about forgiveness through that relationship, not only of her, but of myself, that I allowed myself to stay in that relationship. And granted, it was a teacher-student relationship. It didn't go into any other types of relationship. It stayed that. But I, I came to terms with, I made this spiritual teacher my higher power. And I was... Mm ultimately searching for God. You know, I was ultimately trying to get a deeper relationship with God. She had the answers and I thought it was going to happen through her. And then just over time, the abuse occurred, um, mostly emotional and verbal, and I'd say spiritual abuse, which is a very deep one. And it was like the frog getting boiled. You don't realize it's happening until you're freaking boiling. And it's like a gradual, it was a gradual change. So I learned not to make any other human being my God. They are not all knowing. They're a human being going through a human experience. Also, as a mentor now to others, my big mission is to empower others to be their own mentors, their own spiritual authority, never to put me up there. I am working through it just like you, but I can guide you. I can be that witness. I can be that objective voice. I can be a channel to see what's coming in for you. But ultimately, it is your decision. It is your choice. It's your process, your transformation. And uh, yeah, so that was a Big, influential relationship for me. Tricia, that was powerful. Mm. Because I think that's going to resonate to a lot of people. You know, you can be um, influenced by people for the good, I'm going to say. And then you can be influenced by people that you're going, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to be aware and to keep yourself open. Hmm. Well, and going back to discernment, right? That yes or no, that even in relationships, when you're feeling like something's weird here, like do a series of inquiry with, with that inner guidance, that inner discernment and say, you know, is it? Do I need to get out of here? Do I need to end this? You know, no can be the most loving response that we have. So, yeah. Trisha, do you have a couple of tips of how we get in touch with that inner discernment? I have a meditation that really walks people through it. And this interview is going to light a little fire under my butt to get it recorded. So I reach out to me, medhealersinfo at gmail.com is uh, where you can uh, email me for that when I have that. But meditation and finding um, your intuitive center. It's different places on different people. Sometimes it's in the gut. Sometimes it's a little lower in like the lower abdomen. 
Sometimes it's in the heart. It could be somewhere else on your body and it could move around as you grow and change. But finding, doing a just quiet exploration of where, with the intention of where is my intuition in my body. That's the first tip. The second tip is to actually have a list of yes or no questions that once you get to that space, the tip before that would be explore what yes is like in your body, in your energy. Maybe you see something, maybe you feel something, and what's no. And just start exploring with that. And then the final thing is the list of yes or no questions. Start very simple. Should I drink this purified water? You know, start with ones you're pretty sure you know the answer, but because you're getting into intuitive space, it'll you're using your gifts, your intuitive gifts to answer. Um, and then, and then as you practice over time, you can start with some more, you know, in-depth questions, some that you might have a little more interest in what the answer is going to be, you know, a little more, you might be leaning one way. And uh, so gradually build up those questions into ones that are a little more complex. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And I'm going to actually lay that out in the show notes for people to read those steps. Good, good. And I, and medhealers.com is my personal website and I have a, um, a blog podcast reel there. And uh, I will make a point to put that in there um, and send you the link to how people can get to that audio. All right. Thank you. And then the last question is, and you've gone over so much, Tricia, it's been a wonderful conversation. But if what is an important life lesson for someone to learn an important life lesson. That's a tough question because doing soul realignment work, and I work in the Akashic Records, everyone has a different life lesson that they're here to work on. I can't give you a blanket statement. Other, No, I can't because it really truly is different for each person. I mean, I think as a collective, as a human race, I think we're here to experience freedom. And I think we're here to experience balance. I think those two things come up a lot for people. But then there's little nuances depending on the soul and why they choose to come at this time and what they want to play with, the life themes that they want to play with. It's, it is truly different for, for each person. That's a perfect answer. Absolutely. Because you're right. What one person may be working on in this lifetime could be the complete opposite of what somebody else may be wanting to work on. Yes, exactly. So can you give our listeners, now you've kind of um, touched on your website a couple of times, but can you just kind of talk about your website and your social media and, and the community center? Yes. I'm going to give um, the email for, for me personally, my business is med healers and it's about finding your own medicine because we all need different medicines. Right. Um, And it's medhealers.com. And the 
BAM Community website is bambamcommunity11.com. And yeah, I really encourage people to go to the bamcommunity11.com because we have, um, things are always growing and changing there and we have events there and we have an online store with books and we have, um, we're going to start probably live streaming right from onto there. So we're in the works of figuring that out, you know, technically, but uh, it's, we have a lot of plans uh, to grow and bring more like really good content and cool, badass alchemist, mystic stuff to the world. Trisha, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been a great conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, Cindy. I hope you have me back again. Thanks for joining us this week on Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Make sure to visit our website, CynthiaMacMillan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you could simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. Until next time, live inspired.